Hey y'all, welcome back. What is up? This is the 24th interview on Burn Your Boats. This long-form conversation is brought to you in partnership with Brandon Casey Bell. He is the guest on today's show, and I am so excited for you guys to be able to hear our conversation because he is another, he is just like um, Edward Fox that I had on the show before. It was a couple, I think it was a two or three-parter um, that I had on, and he was he was a young innovator and just very motivated and ready to take on the world and i when i met brandon his his brand of customer service was phenomenal it was out of this world and it got me really pumped up it actually sold me into not even looking um he works at a vape vape shop and um because it it just happened to be convenient for me the location of the shop so and that was when I'm back when I vape. I don't vape anymore, but I still have so much respect for him and what he does and his motivation and his ambition that I wanted to bring him on the show anyway. And his his brand of customer service is phenomenal, out of this world, to the point, like I said, where yeah, I went into the shop because it was convenient, but he was the reason I went back. Solely. He was the reason. Because when I walked in, he, he greeted me and I go into this into the interview. But he greeted me like a friend, like we, like a long lost friend, like we haven't seen each other in forever. And so it was, it was phenomenal um, customer service, and uh, and he kept, he really did. He turned me into a repeat customer because of that, and I was happy. And I was happy to go in there every time I knew he'd be there with a smile on his face, ready to greet me with a hug, and it was great. And his backstory um, and leading up into that, and his motivation, and then uh, how he takes the lessons, the things that he. He appreciates and respects from the people that are above him and how he translates that to the people below him is really cool. Um, and it's something that you just you just don't see that often. Even in mature adults versus somebody who is in his mid-early 20s. It's it's so cool. And I just I love when I get a chance to see somebody that just that breaks that stigma and that stereotype, um, especially in this realm where we're looking at young people and like, oh, they didn't have to go through the trials and tribulations that I had to go through when I was their age. Maybe not, but if they're stepping up and they're working hard, like, what else do you want? What do you want? And and he's doing it. So you can't call this generation lazy. I mean, it, it's just, I'm all about the nuance and Brandon requires you to embrace that nuance. So without further ado, let's get into it with Brandon Casey. So I'm with Brandon Bell today, and he is the manager for the Vape Loft in Hinesville, Georgia. Um, I met him as being a customer. And one of the things that really stood out to me when I went into the Vape Loft was the extraordinary customer service that I received from Brandon right off the bat. Like, he left behind the desk counter area where the employees stand. And went straight up to me and like embraced me as like a friend as if like we had known each other for a really long time and i was like who are you i don't know but i like what's happening right now like i feel like i just like it was warm and it was welcoming and so that was just so you know and if you didn't know that that was a really awesome thing that you do it is and it's appreciated <laughs> but um so from you uh just give uh like what is it that you do what is it that you're responsible for right now as far as that side of the business side of things um I just make sure that I I take care of everything behind the scenes, I guess, other than ordering. So I do what? 
I get the cash for the jewelry. I get um, just all the little things for the shop. I keep it running so that me and Ashley and Mac and Bryce, which are the other employees there, can keep our job going. All I think, and then with ordering, I basically send up what we need to a boss man, and then he just sits on his computer, orders, and then sends it to us. But past that, I just make sure everything's running smoothly. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, no, and that was that was another interesting part of it is that like you're essentially in like the manager position for this for this shop, and you're young, and that was one of the things that stood out to me as being in a position of. Not, it's not the authority that is as surprising as the responsibility and the things like day to day like any day that I went in there to go in like you were always there like fuck man this guy works a lot <laughs> yeah I put in 55 hours a week I've been doing it for a long time yeah and so how did I'm we're gonna kind of work backwards a little bit so what led you to working in this industry as opposed to any other one okay um so when I graduated I jumped into I did a job up in Savannah for my dad. Well, then I became a garbage man down here in town in Hinesville. And I sm- started smoking really, really bad, like a pack and a half a day. And that's because all the garbage men out there, they've got one hand with a cigarette in it, the other hand picking up trash. Like, So I picked it up really bad. Well, I'm adopted from day one. I don't know any of my medical history. So like one day after about a year and a half of that, and on the weekends, I'd probably smoke two or three packs just sitting around the fire. You know, South Georgia Baptist, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I hate to say it that way, but. So, it's real. It's yeah. real. <laughs> and, like, I woke up one morning, had to go right before work, and I coughed up some blood. Well, I was like, I'm not going to die early. And, like, you know, with me not knowing my medical history, I decided to go to the vape shop, which is Vapors. That's kind of across the street from us. And I started working there, like, not even three months after I got into it, because I just fell in love with the idea of vape. And,. I don't know, it, it was just a cool passion, and like, I started building the coils and whatnot, that gets a little bit more in depth, but like, I was building the coils, and then everybody was liking it, and I was just, it gave me something to do. What do you mean? So there, there'll probably be a lot of people here yeah, that, that, that aren't familiar with vaping at all, and this is, so, just so everyone knows, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to get people to vape, I'm not trying, like, this isn't an endorsement episode. Um, I was a, I was a strong heavy vapor for about two years, and um, but really the the point of this is to understand kind of what drives Brandon. Like that's that's the idea here, and because he's young, and he's the second person I brought on the show that kind of fits this theme. I had Edward Fox, which was episode eight. I don't remember. But he took he took two up, and uh, he was extreme. Just he was very young, extremely motivated and inspiring, and he kind of broke the mold for what what older generations like to start doing with younger generations, where they like to talk a lot of shit and and say like, oh, they don't work hard, they didn't have to go through things that I went through, and I was like, true, like things are different, but look at the amazing things that they can do. And so, when you're talking about building coils, like that's the reason I thought I think about that is that like. Who would think to even do that as like a consumer of the product? You know what I mean? That's not something that everybody thinks of. And so it it goes beyond generational kind of thing for your drive. So if we're talking about my drive, we could go back even farther. Oh, yeah. We're we're getting there. Let's go go back even farther before the whole vape thing because the drive was already there before that. That's what – so I'm the type of guy – everything in my life I can't 
I'm not never the best at when I start. So I know practice makes perfect. So like sports was something that taught me about like, you know, practice makes perfect. And I'm willing to put in a thousand hours. I don't care how, how long it takes me. If I put my mind to something, I'm going to do it. And like basketball was a big thing. Like I had a coach that we literally practiced six hours a day. And then I got that taken away because of like I had surgery on my right knee, left knee. I've had two knee surgeries now. Like what's really got me driven is the fact that like, I hate to say this, but YOLO. <laughs> you only you only you only live once and like my boss man Vimush Patel first time I met him was through his dad so I was working at Vapors and his dad comes in and I, he was really impressed with the way I embraced him just like how I embraced you as a friend not a customer not a number well he went back told his son V who had one vape shop out in Richmond Hill that I knew about because I was into the industry but then V you know, he's a millionaire, and this is before he even came into the whole vape thing. He does this because he's passionate about it. He loves it. He loves the idea of people not smoking. You know, let's educate people, not necessarily like, hey, everybody needs to vape. We don't care about that. We care about educating the ones that are smoking. The first week we had the vape loft open, right? This guy who makes a million dollars that everybody would say would never do any type of work made me sit on the couch and watch him for a week and still paid me. That's incredible. Like, I mean, <laughs> imagine if any of your bosses did that for you. Mm -hmm. The moment they do that, I mean, I watched this man get on his hands and knees and wash, like, clean the toilet. Like, at that point, I can't help but to work my butt off every time I go in there. No Just excuse. There's no excuse. Like, and he leads by example. Exactly. And that's exactly what I've tried to do for Ashley, Mac, and Bryce. And as long as, I believe as long as you lead by example, they can't complain. They just... They'll, they'll get the job done just because everybody else is doing it. Yeah, no, and, it, and when you see that, it really does, it, it fosters a, a sense of tribe and family in the workplace. I, I remember even, I was probably two, three years into the military, and we had a very similar thing come up, but it was the exact opposite of what you did. So we had a new platoon leader, and so he'll be like the, the high, tech, technically the highest ranking person in a platoon, but he will be more junior and experienced actual hands-on operations than even like your your three, six month in private that had just joined. Because they, they'll come straight from the schoolhouse and they'll come in. And so if, if you've spent a day on the line doing your job, you have more experience than this guy. Like, But he's an officer because he went to college and, and did the things necessary to be an officer. And so with that, you get people like you. And I think sports is fundamental. I think it's so important for young people to get into sports because it really does translate over. It, it, especially if you do, if you're able to do a mixture of team sports and individual sports. Cause I grew up on football and basketball and then I transitioned into wrestling. And so I got a good feel of like what it's like to, for everything to be on your shoulders for one event in wrestling, but also how to work together as a team. And I think that's, that's crucial. And so like you had that and it's, it's really awesome. But, um, yeah, I just, not to get too far off topic, uh, so you, you had your, you had the sports and then you brought that and you brought that over and with the hard work that you took, like you're putting 5,000 hours in, you know, since like the 10,000 hour rule, like you're going to yeah. put in all of the hours necessary to, to get to your best state. And then you kind of translate that over, it gets seen. And that's one thing that I think people miss a lot too. 
is that like you could be a Starbucks employee, you could be you could work at McDonald's, and the way that you choose to handle business there is still up to you. Yeah. Like you don't know who's coming in the door, and who know who that person knows, and who knows that person that, that your impact is going to rub off on, and the types of opportunities that you're creating, and that you're like the perfect. I've said this so many times in previous episodes, and I love that that that's part of your story because I'm like, see, in case anybody questioned. The wisdom that I was bringing, it's here. It literally happened. And so you were brought onto a new chain, essentially yeah. a new a new series. They only of had one store here whenever mm-hmm. we started. And I didn't know who his dad was, and I didn't know who Miss Patel was either. And they just he just walked in, and I impressed him enough for him to tell his son about me because they were planning mm-hmm. on opening more shops. But that's, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, so what was the main question again? Oh, so it really, we're just getting back to where where we were at. So, um, so you were there. You you had watched the uh, the, the owner who was opening it. Yeah, okay. So he's on the ground. He's scrubbing. He's scrubbing toilets, and he's showing you. And you're you're sitting back and you're watching him. And, and so then things get handed over to you. Um, so is it was it the Hinesville location that was like that was kind of given to you for for responsibility sake? Like, hey, you're gonna be in this store. So believe it or not, like the Hinesville store, like when we when we made the transition over, the Hinesville store was something V didn't even want to do. Like, really? V's what we call him for short, just so everybody knows. Yeah. But, like he didn't even want to do it. One of the co-owners, Dylan. There's only so there's two people that own the place. It's Dylan and V. Dylan's my age as well. So he wanted to because he seen that there were so many people in Hinesville, but they didn't like V didn't want to because of the idea that what if the soldiers leave. Is, you know, I, I hate to say this, but like seventy percent of our customer base is soldiers. Oh yeah, well that's so. that's a that's a thing in a military town is mm-hmm. that, and I've I've talked about that with people that own like barber shops and stuff. I was like, how do you, how do you guys do? They're like, honestly, we have to talk. We talk to the soldiers and we figure yeah. out like what the deployment schedules kind of look like. And I was like, no, no, that seems right. But cool. I mean, it makes sense from a business perspective. Like you want to figure out like, oh okay, there's going to be two two brigades deploying. We're losing four thousand people. And well, like, the, you know. the cool thing about Fort Stewart, though, is anytime they, they deploy a whole, like, brigade, another one moves in. Yeah. Like, it's about a month that there might not be as many soldiers there, but they, they're really good about that. So, I mean, I don't ever worry about it too much anymore <laughs> just because there's always soldiers around. But, right. like, the Hinesville shop came into place. We, I, I to be honest with you, me and two Mexicans built that place on the inside. Like, it was really fun. That, that's what my dad does all the time is just build stuff. So I told V, I was like, hey, I could help build it. And then before that, like, we even sat down and did the whole plans for it and whatnot. And the coolest thing with me is, like, he let me be involved in the whole, like, process of opening that store. From the inspections to going down to the city, the courthouse and everything else like that to get all the paperwork. Like, he let me be completely a part of it. Yeah. Just so I could learn. And well, and also with that, like, if I'm if I'm him, I'm thinking that, like... How much buy-in does this give you? How much skin in the game? Like, if you're involved and you're invested in this process, and I've already seen your potential. Like, I already feel, like, the type of energy and everything that you're bringing, and I trust you. I'm like, well, if I if you're involved here from the get-go, like, like I want to make sure that you stay with me. And so... So, yeah. He's actually, like, the way he's done that is... So, like, three, four times a year, right? I've never heard any other boss man does this either, like, 
he takes us out on trips. Like, I've been all over the country. Like, and, you know, one time we went to Foxwoods Resorts in Connecticut, which is huge. So it's crazy. We were there for like six days. He basically just takes us out on these vacations and doesn't let us spend any money and spends countless amount of dollars on us. And that's like one of the few things. And I swear every six to nine months, I've never asked for a raise, but I get one. And then on top of all that, like I get commission. I won't say like what percentage of the store, but I get a big commission rate off the store too, which we like the store in Hinesville does. It's done about twice as good as most of the other shops we have, period. Like, double the numbers. Wow. And so, like, we set upon, like, a certain number. As long as I got over that, then after that, I got a certain percentage of each $1,000, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, it looks nice now. Yeah. I won't lie, but that's, you know. Well, you also put put the work in, too. That's the thing. is like, this wasn't just handed to you. It was what potential was seen. And then after that, it wasn't just, it wasn't just potential. Because potential is nice. But you gotta actually live up to it, and so some people will get it and they'll they'll ride their laurels, and they're like, oh well, you know, you really liked me. Now I can I can just kind of go into cruise control. No, you got and, every day. Yeah, every day do a little bit more. Yep. And before you know it, you'll be doing twice as much. Yeah, no, and that's the way. That's truly the way that I see it. Is like if you can just find what's one small way that I can be better tomorrow than I was today, and the only way that you can really do that is if you're introspective enough to really to like look at what it is that you're doing today what are you doing today and and what did you fuck up or you know you know like if you can't be honest about that with yourself then it's going to be really hard to to take those steps to be better the next day you know and and we create the habits we create all those small habits and stuff and sometimes we create really bad habits Mm -hmm. like oh you know if i just if I leave this a little bit early on this day or if I, you know, it's, it's not the type of stuff that you want. And, and then it, and for your perspective, you have three or four people that work at your store that at the store that you're responsible for. And so what you're doing emulates the type of work that's expected there. Yeah. That's the hardest part, man. <laughs> like, like the way we lead by example, it's, it's, it's straining some days because, you know, you see other people and they're like the biggest, like, fight I have on most days is like people think because I'm the manager I can go do things I I can just leave work because they see so many other managers at other places do this and Mm -hmm. treat their people bad and they really they really take a step back and I'm like bro I can't do that like just because I'm a manager doesn't mean I get to you know like this and that but you'd be surprised at how many people come to the shop and just want to say hey let's go get some lunch I'm like they don't get lunch breaks man I'm not about to go leave and get any lunch like not that we don't get lunch breaks. It's because, so with a vape shop, it's so, there's no common, like, time, time people are coming in. So, yeah. like, we do get lunch breaks, but we're so entitled, not entitled, but in the idea of making sure customers get helped that we, we do it, like, say, you know, between 12 and 1, none of us will typically go. But, like, Ashley will bring her lunch. If she don't, we always figure something out. Like one of us will leave for everybody. Yep. Go get everybody food, bring it back, and we'll eat it as we can. But I mean, I'm sure you've been in there at most random times, and there's still 10, 15 people in there. You yeah. just never know. So I wasn't. No, trying, no, honestly, I wasn't trying to say the big bluff. Don't get people like, <laughs> like it's <laughs> they don't eat. We work. You know? <laughs> we just we do it. We do it a different type of way because if there's yeah. slow periods, that yeah, we get no. to just chill on the couch. You know, maybe play a couple games, but. 
when people start coming back and we're back to work. So yeah. and that's the great thing of the boss we have too. He doesn't mind what we do as long as the shop's completely clean. You know, we're taking care of customers to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Well, and it reflects, and there's, it's interesting because there's, there's different ways to find out if that's that's happening or not. You know, like, is it, what kind of reviews are you getting, that kind of thing? What kind of repeat customers are coming back? Because, like, you can't, it's hard to look at just one statistic. Like, okay, are, are sales going up? Like, that's not a bad one to look at. It's just not wholesome. Like, it's not, if you, you can be, your marketing game could be, like, 100% on point. And so you're constantly bringing new people in, and so the, the the numbers look good because the sales, the number of sales that you're doing are going up. But you, if you if you break it down, you look at the number of people that are coming back to your store. Like it can validate a couple of more things. One, customer service is at least not so bad that people refuse to come back because I think that it takes a lot for for a product like that that's very high in demand. For, for you to create an environment that's that's so inhospitable, where someone's like, I will never go there again. It's doable. Yeah. It happens. It happens all the time. But it's it, it takes it takes a bit, for, especially for that, because people people want their vape stuff. When when it comes mm-hmm. to that, they they want it. I yeah, I get it. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> and uh, but also, um, so it it shows that that people want to come back. They want to come back there, and that that they're being served, um, at least in a way that's that's somewhat decent, right? Um, and and so it's just there's different data points that you can look at for it, and so I think that you can see that that and you guys have it seems like you establish relationships with your customers. So like, I am completely opposite than like most mindsets when it comes to running a store. Like I could care less about sales. Like and people really ask me this, like you really don't care, and I'm like. There's no point caring about sales when we're dealing in, we're, we're in a reality, well, not reality, but we're in a like time in life right now that people, people, especially here in America, don't care how much they're spending on a product. They want someone like, for instance, I go out, I like to go to places where I feel welcomed and someone says hey to me. And some people, a lot of people don't have typical people that they can just go hang out with anymore because we're such a social media natured like especially here in America, like most people sit at home. So how do you get people out their house? You make them feel good. You make them, like you said, you know, I embrace you as a friend. Yep. I've been trying to teach that and I've done a really good job to Ashley Mack and Bryce. And like sales, we don't even look at it. We don't really care. Like at the end of the month, yeah, I'll be like, all right, well, we did this. Like, but it's not something that we ever talk about there. Now, um, We've got, like, a store that runs, like, the opposite of us, and they're, like, completely into the opposite side of things, right. if that makes sense, and um, it's really hard to wear this. I'm not talking down about them or not. It's, it's, a, it's, a, di- it's a different approach. It's a different approach. Both kind of work, but I'll be honest, I think the way we do it in Hinesville works better because if I can look at you and I can capture your attention and make you feel welcome to the point that now you feel safe, mm-hmm. then you're going to come back no matter what. Even if our prices, which they are, but even if we, I, I, I honestly believe if our price is still a dollar or two higher on everything, you would still come back just because of the idea, like, I know that guy. I want to go see you say hey to Brandon today. Mm-hmm. I want to go say hey to Ashley, Mac, Bryce, versus 
Like, I know there's cheap people out there, but you can still capture their attention and they'll spend the extra dollar or two just to come back to your store. Yep. Well, it won't, it won't even be a thought. No. It won't even be like, like that will be... If it's there, there is an amount where it comes into play. We're like uh, five dollars more for the same thing. Like if it's like a fifteen, yeah, it, f- like fifteen twenty percent difference. Like then, like then we're messing with it. Two. Yeah, and like it makes it so easy nowadays because how many people are working a retail job and acting as if it's a career? Yeah, they're all getting paid an hourly amount, which that's one thing I really hate about America. What we've done because. Getting paid an hour of the wage is so bad. Like, because it basically says that you're only worth, like, say you get paid $10 an hour. You're basically limiting yourself to $10 an hour. Yeah, that's, that's, that is what you're setting your own value at. That's what yeah, that's the yeah. deal that you've negotiated. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people, like, I wish that there was just a, a mental shift when it came to that, in that exact way where it's just, like, how much value can you create in an hour? You know, and like how much, and that's not to say that you're worth that much, but I mean, you you are more than your job, right? And so that's cool. But when, while you're at your job, that's what you're doing, and you're creating value. You've you've essentially signed a contract that says I'll exchange my my time for your dollars, right? So you give me dollars, I give you time. Now, how much can I help? And I think what a lot of people miss too is that once you get in and you start to understand the industry a little bit more. And you you figure out like, oh, well, now that I've been here and I know the ropes and I understand what it is that we're doing, like we if we did this, like we could we could reach out like if we if we flex social media, which I know how to use all the time because I'm a I'm a teenager who's always on whatever the hell things that people use. And uh, and like I know how to use it. I know that we could push ads there that way and we could get a ton of local people. We could and we could use that to set up an event. And we can have people come out and we'll have deals and we'll be able to expand it. Like, let me let me come up with this idea and let me let me bring it to them. And then run it through and do it. And then watch it work and say, hey, look, not only like I did this all on my own. At this at the rate that I was at, I I brought you this much value, right? And this is what I can do for you. I can keep doing this. I can be responsible for that. Like, let me do that. And, and with that, I think that I this is how much value I brought in from this event. Like, I think that I'm worth this much percentage of that continuously. So that way, like, I'm bringing you in more business. I'm bringing in more people. I'm I'm furthering our reach. And, and I'm helping myself out, right? Like, So prime example of what you're saying. But this is what typically happens in America. This is why people are not driven to work hard. At Vapors across the street from um, where I'm at now with the Vape Loft, I did kind of the same thing. So instead of like going social media way, because social media is good and everything, mm-hmm. but like what I did was like build those coils, right? So basically I was wrapping wire, making, you know, well, I got so popular doing that, I doubled their sales. I go to them and say, hey, I've done this single-handedly like i'm not putting no one else down that works in the shop it's just two people you know but even even the manager there at the time was like look this kid has done all this like what are we gonna do they wouldn't give me a raise they said it's your job and that's the difference like that's that's what gets so many people undriven because these these owners these these not managers but the owners or even managers at that point will take full credit for anything any of these people are doing at young ages and I wasn't going to put up with it. Like, 
I was looking for another place, but couldn't find one that was up to the standards of how I like to do things. And you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there, though, they kind of shot me down. Like, I almost left the whole industry. Like, I, I don't really tell many people that, but, like, it almost got me to where I was like, this is stupid, because I was getting paid thirteen fifty to be a garbage man. And I jumped. Like, I was working that job and the vapors job at the same time. Then I jumped full-time vapors because they told me they'd give me a raise. Yeah. And this is another thing that happens in the work world nowadays. Unless you've got a degree and you can argue that out with people, you know. Like, all these people, all these 18, 19, 20-year-old kids are ready to work. They're ready to do some mm-hmm. stuff. But then they'll get into a situation where their boss will promise them something. And they're still new to the world. They don't understand their boss is just lying to them. And that right there, I think, just drives people to not care anymore. And it's it's hard, especially at that age in these types of industries, because you're dealing with low skill stuff. Yeah. Right. And so when it's a low skilled job, and you're you're trying to negotiate like your worth, like it's hard because it doesn't like you can li- literally take anybody off the street, like, hey, I need you to behind the desk, and I need you to sell these products. Right. You know, like, but then you look at the people that are there that develop proficiency and knowledge in that world and you have to you have to find a way to incentivize that growth right like how do i keep somebody here long enough to actually foster growth and competency in our product line you know and and you do that through a lot of things through the stuff like you had talked about like what you the the owner does for you and your team when he's mm-hmm. taking you out. Like that's he's not taking you out on six day paid vacations where he's covering everything if you if you're if you're performing baseline. No. You know? Um not even just below par, but even just if you're if you're there and you're showing up and you're doing your job and you're leaving, you're not getting that vacation. Like that's yeah, not happening. Just like prime example, uh I think it was Friday. I can't make it sadly, but our boss put out we have like two or three different group chats. And he made a new one because we just recently had to let go of six people because of all the media going on and demonizing vape and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we had to let go of six people. But tonight at around five, six, maybe seven-ish, he put a location where he's going to take everybody that wants to come. He invited like 30 people, right? That's and awesome. he's just going to pay for everything and just everybody have a great time just to get around. But we have a birthday party for me. One of the other employees named Mac, and then um, another one of our customers that is, you know, became like family, mm-hmm. and we're all we're all three gonna celebrate at our house tonight. But we had already planned that, so we can't be up there with him. But he understands, <laughs> like, yeah, he, he told that's me. a good problem to have. Yeah. So, but like, you know, prime example, like that's an every two three week thing. Like, mm-hmm. he likes to have us around because he understands. Like, and I feel like a lot of people underlook customer service. Like, I feel like you could potentially make a lot of money in the customer service world because there's so many people that aren't able to connect with people talking anymore because of this idea of social media mm-hmm. like how many people say they have anxiety and can't even go on the public anymore yeah it's a big portion you know people like me and you are far and few now yeah talk and you actually go out there and like look to have a conversation with people yeah it's it's hit or miss now it used to be uh, you could just strike up a random conversation with somebody that's that's outside, like at an airport. I just I just did that the other day, <clears throat> but um, I did it. I was at the grocery store, and I forget what happened. I was I was standing in the produce area, and like I was looking for some piece of of uh, vegetable, like a pepper. And I was right next to another person, and I looked over and I made some comment about the peppers, 
And they looked at me like kind of slant-eyed and just like kind of walked, like walked the other direction and like turned and moved away. And I was like, okay, like that's cool. Like we're just two people at a store. And we're just like having a conversation about a pepper. Like it's, it's not that serious, media, right? Like, a social media thing makes people always so paranoid. So you just get used to being in your own world, in your own world and having the time to sit there and craft your conversation and, and exactly you how you want it. And then being able to choose to listen or not listen to whoever you want. Yeah, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, and it, it, the thing that is, the thing that sucks about it is that it gives the internet and social media give you the opportunity to embrace, to go out into unknown territory and learn shit about aspects of life that you would have never known about before, mm-hmm. with so much ease. Like, think about the amount of money it costs to do that to find out what's happening in in the back streets of you know, some city in India right now. You can know. If you were interested, you can find out. At the cost of almost nothing. Like, what, like $100 a month for internet? Like, that's it. You know what I mean? That's like, and so, and so, versus having to, like, have flown out there and visited and see it. But, what do we do with this amazing tool that we have? Like, I only want to talk to people that agree with me about everything. Amen. So Amen. I'm gonna enter into my little echo chamber. We're all gonna say the same stuff. I'm gonna walk away at the end of the night, and I'm gonna feel really good because all of my opinions are now validated. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. What are you doing to grow? Like, what are you doing to to take that next step in your life? If you're just talking to people, I'm not saying that you need to just hang out with a bunch of people that disagree with you and you argue all the time, but like occasionally challenge your thought process. That was the whole idea of college. So you're supposed to leave home and go have your thoughts challenged. And you're like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the humanities degrees. And I get it. People like, like, oh, how are you going go to how are you gonna go to college for liberal arts and expect to get a job? Like, you're not. You're supposed to be a better fucking person. That's the point of getting a liberal arts degree. Like, we should all know how to, like, weld or plumb or build houses. You know what I mean? Like, some tangible skill sets. Mm-hmm. And while we're working, like, education, in my opinion, should not be like a, I did it, and now I graduated, and I'm done. It should never be done. Even if you're not in a brick and mortar school, you're not in like an online university. Like, we're, and it goes back to like the business that you're in, the business that we're all, we all work somewhere, making money some in some way. Like, even if you're not going to learn something about the world, learn something about the world in in the through the lens of your business, because then that's going to benefit your life. Like, you and I had talked about this at the store the other day when uh, just about money and the the how important it is in this day and age to have money. Yeah. And so if you have the ability to to learn more about your industry, so if you take the time to actually become a better employee, yeah. to know your product, then you could get promotions, you can get raises, and you can better your life. And then you're bettering the customer's life. That's the way that this whole thing's supposed to work. So one other cool thing that I've like that's really cool with the way like Vamish does like like the whole business thing is like, for instance, V, super laid back, still like, you know, very technical when it comes to business things, you know, very technical, but super laid back. But his business partner, Dylan, is like the opposite. Like when I say he's like 
So Dylan, he, he was one of the first guys ever to come in my life that like challenged me on every thought process I've ever had. So let me tell you, there was like four or five hour arguments. Like, but through all that, like from like, you know, the growth of 19 year old Brandon to turning 25 in about three days, he is Congratulations, me, by the way. Happy well, birthday. Way to make it this far. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but he, he definitely like got me to understand what you're saying about like with humans, like you have to understand both sides and you have to be willing to listen just as much as you are talking. And like, for instance, so I'm a Southern Baptist. Dylan is, he believes in objective truth and he's an atheist, if that makes sense. And then V is, oh, I don't want to be disrespectful. He is, it's the Indian culture. Um, Hindu? Yeah, he's, he's really strong into that. But I'm actually a huge fan of that versus Christianity. They kind of play hand in hand because he's big into family things too. So it helps with the whole business idea because, you know, you stick together as a family. You love each other. You all work just as hard for each other. Well, Dylan, he's just so different. And I've always wondered why V has him there but it's because of the idea that Dylan and V argue all the time mm-hmm. but it's so that they can like he knows that he's like the A side and this is the B side mm-hmm. you've got to put them together in order to see things and that's a huge thing in business as well as life like that with that guy like he's the same age as me and I swear we we think so much different but it's so good because I think we both benefited from it like he knows a lot of people in the industry like, he's actually uh, GSFA, which is Georgia Smoke Free Association. Okay. Right? He is in that. He actually spoke last weekend or last Friday or Thursday in Atlanta. And like, he's super intelligent, dude. Like, I just, I'm grateful that he's in my life just as much as V because when it comes to things like, he's super, just, I mean, do you know what objective truth is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sure he's a big Ayn Rand fan, and that's uh, objectivism, and yeah, like I'm, he, I'm, he won't I'm quite believe, familiar. Yeah, he won't <laughs> believe in anything unless he can see it, he can prove that it's there. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge thing, because for me, growing up, like, objective truth, like, kind of goes against my whole religion, because yeah. I believe in God, and there's no actual proof that... No. He's here. And it's, he, it's, that's faith. And yeah. He, and he compared it to the idea of a unicorn being somewhere. And <laughs> that's where the argument But, I mean, through all of that, we both learned, you know? like. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's, that's what I was going to say about that. I don't know where else I'm going with this. No, no, no. It's good. That's, uh, it, it's important, I think, to have those, those, especially in business, that counterbalance. Where you have, because you can, it's so easy to get locked into your own your own beliefs and your own thoughts about like the best way to do something. And then it's also, and especially if you have the energy and the motivation and, and the financing to be able to pursue an endeavor, it's easy then to hire the people that are either one that you hire people and you keep the ones that back you and you fire the ones that don't. Right. And then you can run your business happily into the ground or it can be a success. It could be a success. It very well could be like your ideas could be amazing. They could be, but how how beneficial could it be if you have somebody on as a counterpart that's not just, that doesn't work for you if if necessary? Cause it's just all about what you're willing to accept um, and what, how you're willing to take in information. And so 
it's it's a really hard thing for people to get contradictions straight to their face and to be able to take that in. A lot of times I've seen when I get into debates or arguments with people is if you directly challenge their belief system, then they're more likely to just dig their heels in. Right. And like and then it just turns into more of a fight and you start falling into like all the logical fallacies of like non sequiturs and, and ad hominems. Like I'm going to attack you now instead of the thing you just said, like, oh, well, last week I saw you didn't go to church last week. And so like that there's nothing to do. Yeah, I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't execute this perfectly, but this is this is the idea. And um, and so, yeah, you, you run into that. And so it's if you have somebody that you're actually willing to have those conversations with that you know that will help you open your mind even if it's not then even even if in the conversation it doesn't happen you know like we're gonna argue and i'm gonna be pissed and i'm gonna walk away but i know that night i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna chill I'm like you know what that's exactly what motherfucker, that's some good points yeah <laughs> and that's really i think that when it comes to arguments and things like that i think it's really important to uh to what your my goal now when I'm like debating something with somebody, isn't to convince them of anything. It's just I just want you to think, like just consider. I want I want to bring the most thoughtful points up that aren't so brash and and brazenly against what you think. Like for shock factor and trying to be like, oh, I won, dunk, you know, fucking screw your face, man. Like mm-hmm. and like that's not. Even if you do that and you completely shut somebody down, like you're not gonna walk away victorious because that person's still not gonna believe what you believe. Like they're just gonna be like, screw that guy, he's an asshole. You I, know? Think, I think the best way to approach it now is to really listen and try your best to understand where they're coming from. And I think if you do that hard enough, like well, well enough, it they are more willing to just at least listen yeah. and think about what thoughts you have. Yeah, if you actually ask questions about what it is that they believe, like like and you, when they say something and you're like, fuck, no, in your head, do that. <laughs> and, then, and then add, ask a question like, well, what did you mean when you said this? You know, like, and especially, I think that, again, like translating this back almost to the workspace, like doing that as the employer, employer, manager, subordinate kind of position and relationship, like you can do that and you can, you can ask the questions and... I think that it's, I think it's crucially important, and you can speak to this because you're actually in it. Like you have people that essentially report to you. Like, how fundamental is the reasoning behind things that are going on to the to your employees? Like, if you're gonna, if something needs to happen, and you don't tell them, like you don't tell them why. Like I just say, hey, I need you to go do this, and it's not something that's normal. Like. I think that there's there's a fair amount of value in somebody's understanding of the situation. I don't know what you've seen or what your experience is like or how you even go about handling those situations. Like you guys... I, 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 so when it comes to like... I mean, I make it as like a team. You know, we go back to sports. Like mm-hmm. I've always yeah. been a really good team player. Well, like for instance, any of these parties we do at the Vape Loft or anything that happens... Like, we even have our own little four-man group chat, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I kind of keep them so locked in all together that anything that needs to be done gets done because everybody knows what's going on. I think the moment that you stop letting people know what's going on is the moment you lose a good employee. Yeah. 
And, and, pe- and people want to do that. They, they want to they they stovepipe information and just release it out just a little bit as they need so that way they feel more Because even like V, like, you know, everything's going on in the vape world right now. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out what's going on. You know, this and that. Well, he has taken time out of all of his days, even though you know he's busy. He's mm-hmm. huge in this industry. He's been doing it for a while now. He will take time once a week now and go to each shop. So this is what's going on. This is what legislation is doing. This is what's this doing. You know, it's stuff that typical, you know, manager and employee is just not going to be able to do because we're working 55, mm-hmm. you know. I'm in there. Like, I was in there just before we I came up here today, you know. Yeah. Like, that's something, like, we're big on is not leaving anybody out the loop. No well, matter. that's such – I love that he does that because normally what you'll see a lot of the time is people will push it out through a text or an email, Right. And it's with stuff like that, especially with what's happening in the vape world right now, when big things are happening nationally and, and legislation's changing that could affect the entire business, it shows that you care and and how much you value the information that you're putting out. Because if I'm going there, I'm taking the time out of my day to go there and to talk to you to, to specifically relay this face-to-face, like you know I'm not just – it's not just for fun. It's not to make me feel better. Like this is this is an important thing that's happening, and I want you to know about it. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Like that's yeah. I mean, that's how we do everything. Like I I never leave anybody out the situation. And if anything, like I'm really good at, you know, if anything's going on between anybody, like you know, don't pull them aside in front of people. Wait yeah. till the end of the day. Put it off. You know, give them a phone call. Be like, hey, let's meet up somewhere. Like I'm I'm down because my boss is always. He's always been the type that, you know, if something's going on, even if it's not with me, but anybody else, like he'll he'll come down to Hinesville, take me out to lunch, and just we'll talk about it over a nice meal, or he'll be like, "What do y'all want to eat?" And if they get time in the shop, we'll talk. But typically, it's something like you know, over you know, like, you know we'll go somewhere to eat so we can talk. But like, we're big into not leaving anyone out. Like, like I I can't even imagine trying to run a team where the whole team wasn't in sync. Yeah. Like, you get, like, because I was a point guard in basketball. I mean, a lot of people understand basketball. Like, I've got to be, you know, everybody has to be on the same page or you're not going to get nowhere. And like You call a play out, but two people on the court have never run the drill with you before. Then and you're like, oh. Uh... Now you're down. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, you know, you're only as strong as the weakest link. Yeah. And if anybody doesn't believe that, then. You've never run a team. There you go. Yeah. And that's how that's how V is normally it gets relayed down to you know from him to all the different managers from the managers we laid down to our you know everybody that's working with us and in Hinesville like I kind of keep everybody on the same level like I I tell him I'm like look it's ten times easier if we're all on the same page because if you know if I have to put forty five percent in and between the three of them they only got to put in you know fifty five percent. What, there's just going to be some type of a stigma or some type of like subconscious thought you're going to have. Like, why am I doing all this work? Yeah. And they could be doing it. But if we do it together and we all take on the responsibilities, everybody's job becomes way easier. And I think that's something that, you know, you have to come to, you have to come to agreement with everybody working there too. You can't just, all right, guys, we're all going to do this. Everybody has to have that same mindset. Like when I bring someone new on, on like, that's another thing I think people are really, like, not dumb about, but they just don't care as much. as like, you bring someone onto a team, 
especially like with the way we do it with family, like before they're even hired, I'm sitting down and I'm talking to him. Like me and Bryce had like a three hour conversation and it was about his mindset towards life and what his goals are and his like, you know, like what's really going on up there. And I'm really good at talking to people like that because I will just listen. And, you know, after an hour or maybe an hour and a half, they finally break down. The first hour, they're not telling you anything that's truthful. I don't believe because they're trying to either impress you or, you know, they're, they're coming in for a job. So yeah, you, they want a you job. have to break them down. That mm-hmm. first hour. It's like, they're trying to put on the best. It's like dating. Yes. You're trying to put on the best version of yourself. Like, okay, that's cool. And it's good to see the best version of you because I know it's possible. However. I want to see the version of you that's broken down and still behind this counter. Yep. And what are you going to do with that situation? Because I can't let you, like, we have a five-star review for the Vape Loft. I think we've only ever had one bad review. And it was from a dude that, like, it was just a, it was a bad situation. I mean, you know us there. Like, we would never intentionally be rude to anybody, but we were throwing a party he came in and thought we weren't showing him enough attention, but there was an old friend who had a dog that was there, and it was like the it was five o'clock. The party's about to start at six, and he put a really bad review on Google, and we were like, "What's going on, man? Like, what do we do?" I even reached out to him, told yeah. him sorry, this and that, and he just didn't care. But now he's a regular customer that comes and hangs out every Tuesday, Wednesday for about three or four hours, and just chills and watches the projector. You know what I mean? The guy who left the bad review. Yes. <laughs> But you get like where I'm going with that. Yeah, like, it's yeah. all about you know going that little bit of extra, extra, extra hour. Yeah. They're playing with that soccer ball right there. <laughs> yeah. I keep getting off. I think am I getting off a subject or no 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 it's oh, perfect okay. it's perfect right. that was that was spot on. Um, yeah no so you spend a fair amount of time. Have you had uh, have you had anybody interview where you're like gonna work or like is it more likely that someone's gonna be brought on and then you kind of see their performance and then like what what criteria has has that have you let somebody go i guess we'll just go with that to see um no okay um, i am luckily the i believe the only shop of the whole company that hasn't had to let nobody go and i think it's because of the fact that i'm so headstrong in the idea that i don't just like when we were looking for bryce it kind of hurt the shop for a little while because it was last year. I was about to have surgery. I had surgery the day after Thanksgiving, right? And it was the day before Thanksgiving, my fault. But about a month before we started looking, we didn't even hire Bryce until about three or four weeks after I had surgery. Wow. Because I'm so headstrong on the idea. Like, you got to have a good person behind the counter in retail. Like, and we had like four or five options, but at the end of the night, like the only one that I felt like I could trust because the other ones didn't really show like as they, if they cared enough, like it was just going to be a job. Yeah, they just, they and, wanted a and, place to work to and, bring in some cash and, and they the, like vaping. And you know, the moment yeah. they tell me that they're off of the whole list, like, yeah. and I mean, our shop does take like not applications, but resumes, you know, but nine out of 10 times, if you're bringing me a resume, like, and it's only because of the idea that at that moment, you're looking for a job. You're not, you're not in this. Like, if that makes sense, like you're just coming in, you just want to come in and, and I just don't like, I'm not saying I don't like people who value themselves at that dollar rate, but like, 
you have to have as like aspirations that like I feel like I'm worth at least two three hundred dollars an hour at my best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I am getting paid this much, but yeah. I feel like I'm I can here. provide. Yeah, I can provide I, enough I, value to justify. Yeah, that and right. Yep. A lot of people nowadays really believe they're valued at ten dollars an hour, or you know, twelve dollars an hour, and they believe they're doing really well. And in my head, that just don't work. Like, yeah. You know, but. No, that's the difference. That's the difference, and that's where, again, it's another just kind of general cast or mold that's that's kind of put out there. And I don't, I don't even know if people even truly see it that way. See that they're being valued at that amount, you know? Because if you do, if you take take the time to think about it, then you're like, oh well, I'm I'm worth more than ten dollars an hour. Like, like, well, well, then the question is like. Are you? Are you though? Like, because maybe you're not. Maybe you're not even worth ten. Maybe you're being overpaid at ten. Not to say that your potential isn't three thousand dollars an hour. It could be. Maybe not right now though. Maybe you have to do something. Maybe you have to make changes. Yeah. And where do you want to do it? You know, you can put your focus on just money, just capital. Find a job that's just going to pay the highest, or find an endeavor that is just going to bring you the highest dollar amount. But then it's that balance of like, okay, well. I really like people and I like to vape and I also like to earn money. Well, turns out there's a job for you. You know what I mean? And like you can actually flex all of those things and you can get those interactions with people and you can get your time like around friends and meet new people while helping an industry and like, and, and then once you get in, you can start learning more like we talked about. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate that people get stuck in in that kind of mentality. Another yeah. thing I see with a lot of people too is like, I'm sure you do this just as well as me, or we at least tries. Like, one thing I see a lot of people not doing anymore is networking, but not with social media. Like, yeah. in person. Like, one of the best things I was ever told, and this is something I get stuck in people's heads like right off the bat especially if you're around me is every day you should strive to meet three new people oh i like that and it, and if you're not doing that you, you didn't have a good day when it goes because, back like i've been having conversations about stuff just like that and it's i think a lot of it about don't think about i like i like goal setting and i'm reading this book right now with my wife it's called like atomic habits so it's all about talking about systems instead of goals it's like, why do people fail at goals? Like, well, they set a goal and then the systems that they have to accomplish the goal aren't in place. And so it's just not very likely. You're way more likely to accomplish a goal if you write it down. You're way more likely than those people if you actually have natural systems in place to get you the little victories required to get to the end. And so with I'm starting to look at a lot of things differently. And so if I say, I want three, I want to meet three people a day like for networking and I want to do that for my personal life or I want to do it for my business or whatever the case may be like in, my, in the end, let's, let's say it's for my business. I want to, I want to network out and I want to meet more people either that can support me. I can support them or whatever the case may be like, but I want, I want to network in so doing, I want, so I'm already like, I'm making sub goals now. Like now, okay. I want to make meet three a day. Okay. That's, that's my stat. That's like the, the objective that I want to hit. 
I don't want to focus on meeting three people a day. That's not where I want to put my energy. I want to put it on putting myself in, in positions where that's likely to happen. Right? And so it's not going to happen when I'm binge watching Netflix. There you go. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to happen while I'm having a debate about the border and Donald Trump on Facebook. Not gonna happen there either. <laughs> so, like, go out and like look. And we're in the age like the technology is there. Use the internet and social media, but to your benefit. Find groups of people that already are like like doing stuff that you like, and be like, okay, well, I like reading. I guarantee you, there's a meetup reading group in your area. I guarantee. And if there's not one close to you, go to one that's far away. Like, that's how important it is to go be around people. Like, drive an hour. That's nothing compared to, like, the value that you can get from meeting people. Like, the amount of things that have happened in my life just because I made the shift of, like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I have no idea what's going to happen. I actually don't even have any intention for something to happen. My goal is to get to this place Mm -hmm. and to be there for, like, an hour. And while I'm there, I'm going to be me, and I know who I am. I'm a person who goes and talks to people. Like, I'm just going to allow myself to flourish. Now, if I'm not that person, you have to acknowledge that as well. Like, you're not just going to go to a club and go start talking to people. Mm-hmm. Like, so acknowledge, know where you're starting from, and then do the things. Find that group. If you're a crazy, diehard Democrat, there's a guarantee you there's a liberal meetup group that goes out and get, gets beers and talks about how the world's going to end. You know, in 10 years because of climate change. And, like, you guys can all look. I actually literally watched this happen at a bookstore in Atlanta, like, not even a week ago. I went in. I was like, I, and I did just exactly what I did. I didn't even think about it right now. I was like, I want to go out. Like, I'm here. I'm done working. And it's, like, 3 o'clock. Don't want to sit in my hotel room for the next no. six hours. I could rent movies. I could go to the, the pool, you know, whatever. I want to go out and I want to I want to talk to people. It's like, well... I want to, I'll go, I'll go to a bookstore. And I went there and there were, but there was a reading group that I met there and they were like talking. One of them worked for the EPA and they were talking about the climate. And I was like, all of these people, they all like agree. And that's cool. And they're all together and they're getting time. Like I couldn't personally sit down at that table and have a great conversation. It would change the way the, the, the course of that dialogue. But it was just small choices that I made. I'm like, I'm just going to put myself out there. Talked to the guy that worked there. We, I figured out where she was from and everything. And I was like, cool, that's awesome. Went over, went across the street, got some tacos, you know, and like went and talked to the people that worked there. I was like, how long have you been working here? How long has the shop been open for? Like, do you like it? Um, and it was a cool sp- spot too because there were like tacos, ice cream, and beer. And I was like, what? That's all. Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> well done. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's just, again, it's about finding those, finding the little things each day where you can put yourself in that position. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's cool for, and for the way that you handle business and the way that you've been able to, to foster that type of um, environment for customers, because I know from the day that I walked into every single other day that I walk in, whether you're there or not, whoever's there, um, everyone is so friendly that I feel like I could stay there and hang out. Like, and you have the environment also laid out that makes it easy to do so because you have couches there you have the projector up there's music playing like and it's friendly and it's inviting and so what you've done with each one of those things is that you've you've removed barriers for me to stay and you've created incentives 
Right. right? And so, like, it's like this teeter-totter that's working in the favor of keeping people around, you know? And it's it's great for people because then people – like, it's it's so interesting to me because I go in there and I'll see, like, a like seven, eight people in there. I'm like, this is weird. There's just physical people hanging out together. <laughs> we do that still? Yeah, well, that's something that I love. Like, I don't know, like, I think there's still a lot of people out there that get anxiety really bad. Mm-hmm. My anxiety makes me, like – want to go talk to people yeah where others will keep them in the house like when my anxiety goes up i have to go talk to people like and I, I mean i use it as i use it as a benefit you know i tell them about you know the whole vape thing or you know i just ask them about how their lives are going yeah and i love meeting new people like i go out probably close to every night most people don't think that but i try to go home but like if it if i'm not tired enough like I don't like to sit at home and watch Netflix. I don't, yeah. I can do it if someone else is there, but then I still have someone that's talking <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, exactly. But I can't just go sit in my room at the house and... No. I can't, like... And I just... I've learned to use those disadvantages and create advantages from it. And, like, I don't know, that three-day person thing, that came from V's dad. Like, he one time, me and him went down to Myrtle Beach because... When we first opened the vape shop, I don't even think you were there, but we sold beer in there. Oh, shit. I remember when I showed up there, there were still, the very first time that I showed up, I think there were still taps or something. And I was yeah, like, I think I remember, beer. I was like, do you guys have beer here? Because yeah. at that time, I also drank. I don't do either of those things. Anymore. Yeah. But, <laughs> but oh my God, the beer so growlers. Yeah. And, but, you know, here in Hinesville, it didn't work out too well. I think it would do better in a at a different place, but there's too many soldiers that want a 24 pack instead of, you know, some type of IPA that's way better tasting. Yeah. But I don't know how to. Soldiers play. on a budget. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie to you. Like they yeah. won't, they won't pay extra for what they're going to, they're going to be abused all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it would be a, it would be a, a good idea probably for Savannah, you know, like, especially with the, the ability to walk around with open beverages and stuff. And you guys do that. Shit. Because for all of our parties, we do BYOB and whatnot, like, and everybody thinks there's a lot of 18, 19, 20-year-olds doing this stuff, but to be honest with you, like, the majority of the crowd that comes in the vape loft is 25 to about 35, 40. Yeah. And most people don't realize that. They always think it's, like, 18, 19-year-olds, but I'm like, 18, 19-year-olds, they just, they don't stick around in one spot for too long, like... Yeah. They're on the move. They're trying to figure out who they are. They're and it's transitionary time. Yeah. You know, a lot of the time, like, you're, if they're here when they're coming of age, you know, into 18, 19, then they're really preparing to leave, mm-hmm. but most likely to go to school or something. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I never, I wouldn't have considered, I wouldn't consider that. Because I would have thought, like, especially with a lot of the, with the flavorings and stuff. You know, you know? and, like, with all the flavors, it's, like, like, everybody's trying to hate on the vape world right now because they think, like, oh, it's appealing to kids, this and that. Yeah, yeah. Like, in my opinion, like, the government shouldn't get involved on that note because it's no different than flavored alcohol. Yeah. Like, I've... I don't know, there's, like, there's like chocolate beer I've had, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I mean? And I know hundreds of kids who still get this stuff, right? You're not going to be able to stop the kids when the parents, keyword parents won't fix the problem yeah. like and it's not that they have to change the way they parent but like educate your kid on what they're doing you know especially if you're gonna let them sit in your house and do it yeah like i mean i'm not saying they have to like 
get up and whoop their kid or something. You know what I mean? Like with you know, hey, give me your phone. Like you, you don't have to do that. Just educate them. Let them know that nicotine at a young age can hurt you, just like alcohol at a young age can hurt you. Yeah, it's it's hard because you know there's always a, a burning desire to experiment, and our ability to reason now was not the same as it was when we were 15, 16. Um, we just a lot of it. terrible decisions. Like, I mean, and you're invincible at that point. Like, you just want to try it. So, and you don't even know. I can't remember. I smoked cigarettes when I was super young. Yeah, like, like just I like, to, like I want to try. To tell like you know Jim or Joe, whoever was down. You know, hey, give me a pack of cigarettes. I'll give you a ten dollar bill. You know, you, you can keep the change. And yeah, I did it on my own time. But the difference between a cigarette and a vape, mm-hmm. and this is what people need to understand is all of us did that back in the day. Cigarette disappears. You can't get rid of a vape. Yeah. Like, it's still there after you vape on it. And, you know, they're finding all these kids with vapes, but I, I just don't get it because every kid I knew that was a cool kid or anybody that was in that crowd, oh, let, let me smoke that cigarette with you back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And now this, like, demonizing vapes. But at the same time, I just think it's a bigger parenting problem because of the fact that, you know, oh, yeah. I, I hate to get on this subject only because yeah, yeah, for you're sure. not supposed to tell people how to parent their kids. No, 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 no. But, but we can all have opinions, whatever. Yeah, and I can have an opinion time, that some people suck at parenting their kids. I, just, <laughs> I, I feel like the whole, you know, it's just they're they're not at least educating their kid. You yeah. Know? Like I feel like if you love your kid enough, and I'm not saying people don't, but... Just educate them. Let them know, like, hey, you know, maybe, it's another maybe way, do it yeah. without nicotine, which I don't realize vapes... You can do it without nicotine, too. And, like, if you're going to let your kid vape anyway, just be like, hey, why don't you try zero nicotine? You know, like, it's an addictive substance. I think a lot of kids would bear away from it, at least still be able to, like, Yeah, know, yeah I'm not saying it's appropriate for any no. kid under the age. Like, here soon, the federal government, when we've already decided this, and this something the vape world's pushing, too, is, like, T21. Nobody under the age of 21 is going to be allowed to have this stuff. Which I think will help because if there's no 18 or 19 year olds buying it, I don't think any 16 or 17 or 15. Yeah, year olds the it's the it's that funky thing with the the high school age. You well, know what I mean? Like because you're 18, 18 when you're a senior. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're legally able to buy so cigarettes buy one, and sell vapes. it to their friend for yeah. twice as much. Yeah. And it's a dude. I'm not saying I've sold to someone that I know doing that, but I know kids are doing that. Like, yeah. No, let's not be like, stupid. Let's not be naive. Kids are super smart now, and, they, and they're actually using the internet for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Instead of what, like, I feel like I'm in the middle generation where I didn't grow up with a cell phone. The most I had in my house was my Xbox or PlayStation. Yeah. And... You know, nowadays, kids have learned how to use this to an extent that we don't understand. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, and there's there there's no. I refused. I refused to get my daughter. I just got her an upgraded phone, and she had a flip phone, and then I went and I got her a new flip phone. <laughs> and I I talked to them at the store. I was like I was like, hey, I want to get her a, a touch screen phone because I want to get her an upgraded phone, but I want it to be a basic phone, like a dumb phone. I want a dumb phone that's a touch screen, and they're like, that doesn't exist. Like, but what we can do is we can put these parental controls on the internet. And I was like, I don't think that you understand kids. That's adorable. That might make me feel really good until I find out they're like, oh, yeah, kids can just get around this this way. And I guarantee you that it's something that if if I YouTube how to get around a parental lock on Verizon's parental lock, like, I'm going to find it on YouTube. It's going to tell me. Like, 
it's not even like you don't even have to be wicked smart anymore to figure this stuff out. Like, because the wicked smart people are putting the information out there for free. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my I've had my kids come home and be like, oh yeah, my friend so and so looked up this inappropriate stuff on the iPad at school, and I'm like, like the school iPad? Don't those have firewalls? Like, yeah, I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And like, and like that's that's it. That's the and point. That's they're what like I'm saying, is yeah, exactly. Kids understand it so well, and yep. everybody thinks they're dumb. But I think this generation's challenging so many people because they are so smart. Yeah, it's just it's different. We're they're you're growing up with things that I mean, you watched it with the freaking uh, the Zuckerberg trials in the Senate. That was the most. It was like hilarious and depressing at the same time. Like, wait, the people that make laws don't even like. How do you make money on this book of faces? Like a- a- advertisements. Do you have you ever been on Facebook? Like have you did you not get a brief before you came in here to ask questions? What the hell is going on? Like you were so out of touch. You didn't know that Facebook made money off ads? I mean, who doesn't know that? Like and you're going in and you're you're having a uh I think it was the Senate was question the Senate was having a, a, a questioning uh, hearing of Mark Zuckerberg. This, the dude who started Facebook. And you don't even know how to make money? Like, it was it was depressing. It was very depressing to see. And it's just, it's that kind of thing where, like, you have the people of that, that previous generation and the generations that don't have the ability or experience with technology the way the kids that are growing up now are, have. See, and, like... The same thing about what you were going on to about the whole like Senate and government being so out of touch. Like, for instance, a day ago, the CDC released another tablet of information and it's all factual. Like, but people inside the Senate, inside of the government, anywhere in those quarters, they don't understand this at all. And they're trying to bring in laws based off of what they think they understand Mm -hmm. by people who are rich. Yeah, well, and people and, that that are connected, rich, and have uh, like specific motivations, you know, they ha- they have agendas. You I mean, know, calls the ties to like tobacco. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, of course. Because, this country that yeah. they'll them to a big oil. Like another thing I try to tell people is like you know in Europe they have cars that run off of water, water, but here in the states that's illegal. It's just about what what can we do. What I yeah I'm like that's I can I can go into my my like, small government ranting. Yeah, we don't need to do that. Like I mean, all yeah, for all. Day. I hate that, but that, it's just such a crazy. Oof. It's it is it's crazy to me because I like Bill Gates just had his Netflix special and he was like trying to go over to China to to work to actually build because they had like all the plans laid out for a new nuclear reactor, and so the the idea behind it is. Something to the effect of when a reactor of the previous technology, like once we came up with like the nuclear reactor that generated like power that we could use, like that was made and then no adjustments or refinements to it were ever conducted. Like to this day, it's still the same technology in any of the ones that exist that are being used. And so Bill Gates like, why? Why? <laughs> like that's dumb. We know so much more about everything now. Why don't we make them safer? Why don't we use the base technology and make adjustments that we know how to do? And so he did. And I believe he just did it all like on papers. Like this is it. Like we have it. We have it so that if the sequence of events that lead to a meltdown occur, 
everything shuts down. Like it's just like the, that. Like that is the meltdown. It isn't like a safety thing that happens to stop a meltdown. It's like the meltdown is everything just turning off. And like because of the way that it's built. Like a meltdown isn't even physically possible. It's just it just shuts down. And so he's like, we could do this. And the United States was like, no, we're not going to do that. He's like, cool, China, what's up? And they're like, come on over, build it over here. And, the, and somehow the United States is like, nope, you don't get to do that either. Like, bitch, <laughs> this isn't even here. <laughs> so they do that. They're the police of the world. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's just when when you stand in the way of progress, you're you're going to lose. And it's the same thing. And really, if you stand in the way of progress, and specifically if you stand in the way of what people want, you're going to lose. Yeah. People want an alcohol. Go ahead. Make it illegal. They still it drink doesn't it. doesn't matter. And the same thing with weed. Doesn't matter. Like, you could make it illegal, and you did for a long time. And that was all because of paper. Yeah. And, and Let's well, not go into that. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> shit. Well, like, and the, the, the terrible part about it, the thing that I hate about any... Part of it is like once you start making it illegal and even vaping, like like say right now they came out and they're like, we're so scared and worried and out of the goodness of our hearts and because we care about people, we're going to make it illegal. What, all, what that does is it stops our ability to even test and to even find out more information. And from everything that I've read on it, it's like there are studies that have been done, but vaping has been around for like, 10, like a decade. Almost longer, like, like in the States, it got really popular. But this this actually all started in Japan. They wanted a safer alternate to cigarettes because you know over there they're, they're all about pro health. Mm -hmm. Like they want to live, they don't want to die. They want to find the best. You know how they are. Like their their culture just brings them into. Let's figure out how we can do this to the best and not abuse things. Let's moderation is key, which a lot of moderation is key comes from Japan's culture, and it's spread out through the world, and. Like, vaping has started, like, it started, I mean, I want to say, if I'm correct, the the first vape ever made was back in, like, the 50s. Wow. Now, was it, like, mass-produced? And what, No, okay, but back in about, I want to say the early 90s, they were mass-producing, like, I think they were, like, 20 puffers, but it was vape. Yeah. Where, vape came out of it mm -hmm. instead of smoke because the one thing people don't understand about vapes is it's not smoke you know mm -hmm. when you're smoking a cigarette i don't know if you've ever done done a cigarette but anybody who has knows mm -hmm. like if that smoke gets in your eyes it hurts yeah right vape oh it's not yeah it's no, it's, case, yeah. it doesn't hurt you because it's it's vapor there you go yeah and it's not water vapor like people think mm -hmm. it's vg vegetable glycerin that causes the vape the vape like most of them, so in vapes, there's four ingredients. You got PG, VG, nicotine, food flavoring. So if you don't use the nicotine, you got three ingredients. All of them can be bought, like uh, over, like at the store. Mm -hmm. VG, vegetable glycerin, it's basically what vegetable oil is before it's processed into that. It just causes the vape cloud. Then PG, it's perfume glycol. Same thing as in breathing treatments, inhalers. Uh, every hospital in America is ventilated by law because what it does is it's a drying agent. And literally, when you breathe it in, it expands your lungs, dries it, and kills any germs in there. And then food flavoring, which is what is in everything, like you gave me a body armor, mm -hmm. and there's plenty oh, of Oh, guaranteed, guaranteed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And they say, you know, vaping is different than drinking it. 
okay, well, we, we've been doing studies for 10 years solid. Like the studies have been 10 years solid, but even like New York and California, the reason why like beyond what they're doing now is they've been putting high sales tax just randomly all over the country on vape stuff to try to get rid of it that way too. Mm -hmm. But people like in Montana, you pay $20 for a 60 mil or 25 for 120 mil here. They're still vaping in Montana and they've had a 90% sales tax on all vape stuff for the last year and a half. You're talking 40, $50, a 30 mil bottle of juice and they're still paying it Mm -hmm. because they feel better after two or three weeks of vaping than they ever did after smoking, you know, just for a couple weeks. You know, I went from, uh, I was smoking blacks and did that for a couple of months, maybe Mm -hmm. at most. And I remember when I was, uh, before I would drink and I was out with some buddies, you know, and they would, they were like, Oh, try this vape. And I was like, it's weird. All right. And I did it. I was like, okay, I get it. But whatever, you know, and went on. But then as I was smoking, when I found myself smoking blacks on a regular basis, I was like, this is gross. One, like, that smelly fucking fingers, gross taste in my mouth. Like, I have to have, like, a jacket on to try to protect myself from the smell that I take off. And I got to keep that jacket away from everything. It's all just nasty. You know, and I was like, well, if I still want the high that you get from nicotine, which is the reason why I was doing it, like, be real you know like uh, then like i'll do it there i'll do it through vaping and like oh then i get to pick like cool different flavors and, and that's where the and then i don't feel thing comes in. yeah it's like you know everybody wants to hate and say it's for kids but no like as an adult when you go in from smoking cigarettes that are a nasty just it's you're so used to it you don't even understand until you move into something that's like whoa I can get, like, one of my favorite flavors of all time is a green apple jawbreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to eat jawbreakers when I was, like, five. <laughs> like, I, I fell in love with it. It got me completely off of cigarettes. Another one called a strawberry donut. Like, these sound weird, sound like we're, we're appealing to kids, but, like, at the same time, it's because as an adult, like, what's better than walking into a candy shop? <laughs> like, you get where I'm going with yeah. that? Like, mm-hmm. And, you know, all adults love it. And at first, most people are scared to switch to the free ones. They're like, I don't know if I really like to vape that, you know, like. Yeah, I was, I was that exact way. Yep. And they'll, they'll start off with either like a menthol or a tobacco flavor. But then, you know, I'll step in and be like, look, man, go, go and try this one just one time for me. And then get into it and like, whoa, like that actually tastes really good. But it's all personal preference. Yep. So like our shop has like 180, almost 200 different flavors in it for that reason because I want you to find what you like mm-hmm. and like most people will go off on like, like we have like a, a strawberry lemonade or you know just crazy ones like yeah. that and it's it's not anything about kids it's just about as an adult you want those things too it's no different than you buying your apple jack which that's what Matt got yesterday for the party we're yep. night you know like I got my Sailor Jerry's rum you know like that's what I like to drink whenever I'm drinking liquor but it's all personal preference. Sure. And like, I just hate that at the moment they just making it seem like we're appealing to kids when, no, we're appealing to the kid inside of every adult. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. What, what adults love more than... And adults. I can say that you guys are adamant about ID checks. Oh, we've been doing it for, we've probably been doing it for the longest, like, like, there in Hinesville, there's so many kids because it's a military town. You know, they're mm-hmm. always trying to get in trouble. Most of them have, and I'm not trying to say this in a bad way, but a lot of those kids have broken homes. 
military families are just most of the time not the best. The dad's always gone. Yeah, it's, it's a hard life. To, it's a hard life. Trying and so, to keep things together. Yep. So you got a lot of broken kids that are just, you know, they're hard-headed. They're going to do what they want. Well, yeah, and it's just kids, too. You know, like yeah. we talked about, like, kids are dumb. We're dumb. We're dumb for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we really it, it takes a while, but, like, a lot of it comes through trial and error and doing things that are really stupid that we'll regret later but it's that regret that we've learned from you know that's how, and it's just trying to gear things in a way where yeah you can experiment and let's try to do it in a way that doesn't cause irreparable damage there you, you go. know what I mean and so like like alright if you like if you're young and you smoke you've like took a hit of weed or like you took you drink a beer or you know whatever like you you got and you vaped like listen don't be fucking stupid like i get it you see adults doing it it gets glamorized and you want to try and you did don't like that's why parents need to step in and, and make it not acceptable in my opinion like, no you don't get you don't get to do that i also think it's america's fault though because guess what we also do abuse everything we touch here oh yeah because we and we and we just like you said it's like glamorized yeah that we abuse these things from uh sex alcohol we oh yeah and you look in the movies like like you see it all the time that uh and, and you get the characters that are that are the lead and they're smoking cigarettes and you know they're an alcoholic you know what I mean? And like throughout the movie, they're constantly lighting up another one. And if you don't think that that has an impact on the people that are watching it, like when it's when it's John Wayne or whatever the fuck, like it doesn't matter. Like or it's uh, like the Punisher. I don't even know. He probably doesn't even smoke. But like just to that effect, Jessica Jones is a great example for like superheroes. Like she is an avid alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know. And so you you have the people. You have the heroines of these stories that we that we make real, which I think is awesome. Because real people are fucked up. <laughs> What's his name? Le- Leonardo DiCaprio? Mm-hmm. He's the actor, right? Yeah, yeah. You know he vapes? He's a hard actor. Does he really? Yeah, he's actually helping us. Like, he's a big advocate for it. Like, yeah. And he's a big, he's a big. Big actor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's like a big Earth, like Save the Earth guy yep. too. Which he, I remember he caught a bunch of shit because he was like, he did some speech or whatever. Or maybe he's even just a tweet. And he was like talked about all this bad stuff that's happening and then like that day or that week he like jumped he won't know he like jumped on a private jet and flew like across the world you know from like the US to Australia and they're like bitch didn't you just talk about like all the CO like that we're emitting the CO2 that we're emitting out and it's burning up and you just went on a private jet and flew across the world for vacation in Australia and he's like yeah well you know it's the world we live in (laughs) I don't know what his response was but like that's that's I mean, you can't. You're gonna win or lose those battles. Yeah. And there's no matter what, because there's people coming from left or right. Yeah. No, you can. Times. You can. Yeah. There's always a way to, to nitpick and. But there's. Whatever. I mean, a boat's gonna release just as much if you try to take it possibly <laughs> to Australia. So I mean, probably more because you're gonna be on the boat for like at least a month. You yeah. know, like. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then there's, what is the solution? We're saying like, listen, we have the technology. You can go anywhere you want, but don't. That's a terrible, terrible thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's not realistic. It's mm-hmm. not realistic. But um, to to close things off, we'll just go back in a little bit to the to back to the business side, and just so what do you what are you looking to do in like the next three to five years? Like, do you have any like goals lined yes. up and like aspirations that you're trying to hit? So, I've gotten to a point where 
I'm done with the whole party life. Like, like I said, I'm turning 25. So my goal is by the time I'm 30, which is five years from now, to buy into a couple businesses. More so, like I want to, I want to buy into a vape business, but at the same time, like my goals with the vape loft is to go be another satellite. Like B basically has two satellites right now, one in Columbus and then one out in Denver. Um, I want to be another one of those. So while I'm saving money to buy into a couple businesses, what I don't want to do is seclude myself to one idea just for one business because even like my boss, like he's got businesses, like he's doing different things. Mm -hmm. And that's how you create more income and you can learn and you, you keep learning so you can have, you know, different available options. But my goal is to buy into two different businesses and they might be trendy. They might not. I'm not too sure yet, but my goal right now is to keep saving money. Yeah. And hopefully by the time I'm 30, which is when V started this whole vape thing was when he was 30. He went to college for eight years and not even using his degree. Yeah. It's more common than you could possibly imagine. Because like his story is he was out partying one night. Some dude noticed that he knew a lot of people let him basically put ads up for this nightclub. Well, he gets into it and he says, hey, all the door money is yours. So he hired one person. And then, you know, the regular crew on the inside was still the owners. He was, I mean, I won't go into details. I don't know if he wants everybody to know this, but he was making a lot of money. Well, instead of spending it, he saved it. He gets out of that, leaves where he's at college at, which is, I believe, ups, uh, I can't remember exactly, but he basically opens up and partners with a couple guys, his own nightclub. Mm -hmm. Goes from there, gets a hotel and a gas station. Goes from there, oh, starts opening these vape shops because he falls in love with the idea of that. And now, like I said, he's got businesses galore. You know what I mean? And he has the available money to do whatever he wants. And that's where I want to be. So that's going to be my next goals for the next three to five years, is just to save money. Because... I can't go to college only on the, I could, but I'm just not good with tests. You know, I told you I had real bad anxiety. Mm -hmm. I can literally learn everything for the test and recite it to, you know, you sitting right here. Yeah. But the moment I go sit in a classroom with 25 kids or 25 adults, you know, I'd be going to college. Now, if I went back, I, I get, I get nervous. I yeah. I, and well, and that's, and that's the thing is like the tests are really, what are they? They're there to just prove the fact that you know something, mm -hmm. right? And then. In reality, that test, you're, you're walking the line of that test every day with how you perform in business. Mm -hmm. And I, in the real world, like that's what, that's what you're trying to get people to. You, know, you want them to be more functional and more efficient in the workplace. That's why you go to school. Um, unless like we talk about the liberal arts degrees. Which... And like, I want to I wanna be able to do what my boss man's doing like business-wise. Yeah. So like, when I do invest... I want to be able to like lead by example in a way that I keep this going. Yeah, I think it's the best like work. Well, no, I, I love the idea of diversification. You mm -hmm. know, like like not dropping one to pick up another one, but just continuing to expand. Like, well, I still got ties in here, and I'm going to start this one. Mm -hmm. Once I get that kind of running and self-sustained, I can add on another one. Yeah, you know, and then and you get the right people, and you're able to delegate and everything, and that's fantastic. Um, if there was other people that are looking to step up, like getting into the workplace, and they want they want to shift from being an entry level employee 
to a place where they're they're starting they're in like a supervisory role and they want to start making moves in their business now in whatever industry that they're in to to get to that next step what advice would you give them best advice do a little bit more each day and then understand it to the best of your ability so that you can provide what that boss or owner is looking for and when I say a little bit every day like make sure you're doing what you normally do add on one thing a day don't try to make big leaps and gains because it's just like the whole get rich overnight thing it does not happen if you can do one little small thing and keep adding to it before you know it you'll be doing three four times the amount of work you're doing and not realizing it and that's what a boss man wants to see it's continuous and you gotta remember that it's an everyday thing. Like even your days off, you can't just sit around and not do anything. Those days off where you got, you know, 12, 13, 14 hours to do whatever you want, keep learning. And past all that, make sure that your at-home life is good or you'll never get anywhere. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of of not dropping one part of your life, trying to make sure the tide of your life raises all the ships, all the different aspects not sacrificing your family for work and then trying to give everything it's proper due. It's awesome, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming by. And uh, I, I look forward to checking in with you in the future to see how things are progressing as, as time goes on and what industries you're starting to look into. So if you're interested in coming back by again at another time, we can knock it out. All right, man. I will be. Thanks, brother. there it was ladies and gents brandon casey bell on the show manager of the vape loft down here in hinesville georgia so so humbled to be able to have that fresh hungry spirit on the show i'm so grateful for him to take the time out of his schedule because i know um i know that he's busy i know that he's working 50 plus hour weeks and asking somebody to take the time to come and sit down and, and talk um you know it's it's that's that's potential money and so he did that instead of working and he came and sat down with me and i appreciate that i appreciate that of all of my guests i i hope that you were able to take something out of this if nothing else um you know it's leadership uh leadership ideas and and philosophies um i don't like <laughs> some people may be hesitant to pick up on some of this because because he's young like oh well he doesn't know a lot. And sure, he's got plenty to learn. We all have plenty to learn. But if you're attacking any of his ideas because of his age, then I ask you to um, check your logical fallacy because it's what they call an ad hominem and you're attacking the person instead of the argument. So if you have a problem with what he's saying, then cool, like articulate that. But if the problem is like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about because he's young, like, well, well how, how so? And because I'm, I'm digging, I'm picking up what he's putting down and I really like it. Um, I hope that you guys really appreciated it too. I love you all so very much. Thank you for always coming back. I appreciate you and I will see you here on Tuesday for Too Easy Tuesday. Thank you so much.